Howdy guys, I'm Aiden uh, Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to the 37th ever episode of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I tell you about my life story as well as my journey with this cool little app called Anchor. This episode, we're mainly going to be focusing on one topic specifically, and that is the Switch and its lack of virtual console. I've heard two sides of this debate, and my mind is kind of rolling with ideas, so I really want to talk about it. If there are more topics, you can check in the description. Uh, listen to it if you want to or not, but that's going to be the main topic that I want to kind of discuss. But before we do, I'm recording this again, January 2nd, 2020 at 2.13 p.m., just a little bit after I recorded the previous episode, trying to get ahead on these. And if I have a topic that I'm really passionate about, I might as well record it now before that passion just kind of leaves and evaporates. I'm trying to really like capitalize on stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I have an idea. Record it, please. So that's what we're doing. But yeah, like I said earlier, I'm going to be talking today about the Nintendo Switch and its lack of virtual console. Why some people think it's a good thing, why others think it's a bad thing, the pros, the cons, all that sort of stuff. So let me give you a bit of a, a bit of a recap for those who don't know. Nintendo systems and legacy content are very weird in terms of their relationship with each other. Take you back to the beginning. The NES, right? kind of restarted the video game revolution, kind of brought it out of, of shadows and be like, yo, we're, video games are cool again, guys. No more crashes. We're going to really go in on video games. And then yes, is great. Obviously, it was their first system, so they didn't really have a whole lot of like legacy content other than some like Game & Watch stuff, uh, but that didn't really count. Next system, Super Nintendo, right? Their newest system had new games, but you couldn't go back and play those NES games anymore. Uh, they just weren't compatible. You can't play NES games on your Super Nintendo. However, you could play Game Boy games on the Super Nintendo. Nintendo's portable library was available to play if you bought an adapter. Moving on, N64, right, kind of late 90s, another cartridge-based system would not support the Super Nintendo or the Nintendo at all, the original. And so, again, you just had new games, uh, no Game Boy player this time, Pretty much just the N64 library was all you could play on it and nothing else. The GameCube is where things start to get interesting, in my opinion, because this is the first time that Nintendo is kind of embracing a little bit of the idea of like legacy content. Uh, the GameCube, for example, had an Animal Crossing, uh, little virtual versions of NES games. So in your Animal Crossing town, you could get NES games and you could play those NES games in your house basically. And it wasn't like a lot of them and the selection wasn't great. And there might've been like a timer or something on it. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't really play a whole lot of Animal Crossing. So if you are a fan, feel free to correct me, but you can play these little NES games. And outside of that, uh, you could even play Ocarina of Time on your GameCube with a little disc uh, that had a, a version of Ocarina of Time, which is cool. Cause like, wow, we're playing last gen games on the GameCube. And not only that, like it also had a Game Boy player. But not only was it a Game Boy player, it could play Game Boy Advance, original Game Boy, and Game Boy Color. So the GameCube was kind of making steps, kind of being like, all right, we have a pretty large legacy of gaming stuff at this point. Uh, three whole systems and generations of content. What if we start kind of including that a little bit more in our new system? And then the Wii happened. And the Wii was a huge success. It came out at the perfect time before iPhones, before mobile gaming, before all of that, and really capitalized on a casual market. Nintendo was making so much money. It was their first major success since the NES. And so with this bigger audience, Nintendo was like, well, 
we need to have a way for them to play that legacy content because a lot of people had been out of Nintendo and you had a lot more people coming back in. And so it was in the Wii generation early on where they introduced this idea of a virtual console, a digital service in which you could purchase older games to play on the Wii, which is cool, right? Like, oh, and what if I want to play Super Mario Brothers, but I don't have my NES, right? I don't want to bring it out. I don't want to hook it all up. Uh, some people can't even find NESs anymore or Mario Brothers, right? So, like, what if you could just play it digitally on the Wii? And it was offered at a fair price, and Nintendo made a bunch of money on it. And they're like, okay. Uh, what about Super Nintendo games? They added Super Nintendo games. What about N64 games? They added N64 games. Uh, what about other retro systems, like the Sega systems or the Turbo Graphics? They added that, too. They even had third-party stuff like Donkey Kong Country, uh, and it really, like, third parties and Nintendo was kind of having a beneficial relationship with it. Everybody was making money off of it. And so the Virtual Console was a universally loved idea. Everybody loved the Virtual Console. It was huge. And the system itself, the Wii, sold pretty well. Uh, Nintendo also started to experiment at this time with, like, digital games in the storefront, new games, WiiWare. Uh, that's where you would play, like, newer releases like Mega Man 9 or 10 or smaller, like, indie games. Not a lot, but they were, they were there. And, of course, after the Wii U, we're led now to the the Wii U, right? Well, the Wii came out. Everybody loved the Wii. The Wii U, nobody bought. Everybody thought it was an accessory. Uh, it didn't do well at all. But the Wii U had a virtual console. It took that idea from the Wii, brought it back for the Wii U. Although it was different this time because the selection was far fewer. It didn't get updated nearly as fast. And the new improvements to the virtual console was like, oh, you can play it on your gamepad, I guess. And you can change a bit of the controls. Okay, fine. Uh, some of the emulators were a bit different as well. It didn't look quite as nice as some of the Wii ones did. So it definitely wasn't better than the Wii Virtual Console. It was kind of lacking by comparison. But hey, they still had it. Uh, unfortunately, the Wii didn't sell well. And the Wii U also had a lot of share of indie games, right? And indie games would kind of sell on the Wii U, but not really. Because most people didn't own it. So people would rather just like buy indie games on the other systems or Steam at this point, right? Steam let in a flood of indie games and, and stuff like that. And that's where people went. Now we get to today. Uh, and of course, the 3DS and some of the portables, right? A lot of them have had legacy content over through the years. I'm not going to be talking about them. We get to the Switch. And the Switch, again, kind of like the Wii, uh, kind of catches on fire. Not as quickly. Uh, but it's catching on fire. The idea of this portable console that you could put into a dock and it would be shown on a TV, effectively making it both a portable and a home console, a little bit of a hybrid between the two. It excited a lot of people. Third parties were on board. People were selling it. Nintendo was making some crazy good games like Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild re, uh, and reinventing these franchises. And Nintendo was also bringing their eShop where you could buy a lot of indie games. And weirdly, for the first time, Nintendo was starting to sell a lot of indie games. Uh, if you go to the eShop and you look at like the most popular games sold uh, digitally, it's not the Nintendo releases. It's mainly games like SteamWorld Dig or Shovel Knight or Snake Pass or the indie releases. Indies kill it on eShop. More than any other place uh, ever, actually. <laughs> uh, like, they're not, they don't sell as well on Xbox. They don't sell as well on PS4. They don't even sell that much better on Steam. Nintendo Switch was a home for indie games. And indie games made a killing. And still do. 
eShop is a great place to discover so many new indie games to the point now where we're getting exclusive indie games on the Switch, which is crazy. I mean, that happened a little bit on the Wii and Wii U, but not much and nothing really good. Uh, but we're actually seeing that on the Switch, and that's super cool. However, the Switch being the system it is, didn't have Virtual Console. Instead, they were going with a different approach called Nintendo Online. NES Online and Super Nintendo Online were two specific programs where if you bought a Nintendo Online subscription, you would get access to these 30 or so games. Um, and they would update them, right? So you would keep getting games throughout it, but you had access to all those games as long as you had an online account. So you didn't have to buy them anymore, right? Not like Virtual Console where you had to buy each game. You had access to all of them from the beginning, as long as you had an online, which given how cheap online is, especially if you go with the family plan, uh, it's like a killing because like all these games are really good. They didn't put a whole lot of garbage on them, uh, but we got the NES and the Super Nintendo online and that was going to be their way of producing legacy content. Of course, now you have people who were uh, kind of mad about this, right? Saying that, oh, virtual console needs to be a thing on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I've even said it before that like it would be cool to have a portable Nintendo system that could play all of Nintendo's legacy content, and then if I wanted to, put it up to the TV and capture it at any time. That would be insanely convenient. No other Nintendo system, uh, in my opinion, would make that... How do I want to, how do I want to word this? There wouldn't be a better Nintendo system for virtual console than the Switch itself, just based on the concept, right? Uh, it's never going to get as good on the Switch, just because the Switch inherently is a portable and home console that just offers so much value especially if you're a fan of the legacy content and a lot of people have been clamoring for virtual console on switch so many people but i saw an interesting video by beat-em-ups uh woodhawker um pretty popular switch channel pretty popular nintendo channel i kind of followed him a little bit before he got big and then once the switch came out his channel kind of uh, blew up in prevalence um in relevance rather um and he made the argument that the reason Nintendo doesn't have a virtual console and doesn't want to put the effort into making a virtual console is because if they were to do that, there would be no reason to buy indie games or digital games on the eShop. The way he worded it is if you had the choice between buying Earthbound or any, just, just replace Earthbound with your favorite retro game, right? If you had the option to buy Earthbound or any other retro game or buy a new indie game that you've never played before, that you have no idea if it's going to be good or not, and it costs more, which one would you pick? You'd pick the retro game a thousand times. I would pick the retro game in that scenario. I have no reason to buy an indie game for more money and it potentially maybe not being good over a retro game that I've played a thousand times at a cheaper price that I know is going to be quality. So quality because Nintendo made it like 10 or 20 years ago. It's going to be good. And most people would pick that, especially if you're a diehard gamer. If you're new, right, and you don't know about Nintendo's legacy, you, you might not. But most people who buy the Switch outside of casuals are diehard Nintendo fans, and most of them would pick that retro game. That's what I'm saying. Not true for everybody, but for the most part, that's true. So you made the argument that, hey, if Nintendo were to put in a virtual console-like service... On the Nintendo Switch, more people would simply just buy those retro games for a third time. Because at this point, right, like, you bought it on the Wii, you bought it on the Wii U, you're buying it on the Switch. This is the third time you purchase these games in a digital form. 
you would buy it for a third time and then wouldn't really spend your money on a whole lot of digital or indie games. Some people would, but it wouldn't be to the meteoric level of success that indie games are having on the Switch right now, basically. Um, and of course, he also brings up in the video that like NES and Super Nintendo Online are things and that potentially if they got better over time, uh, they would be better than Virtual Console anyway, right? So what would be the point of having to pay for all these games when almost like a subscription service, if the Nintendo Online stuff got to the point where it offered as much as Virtual Console, it would just be an immediately better deal in any way. And so hearing these arguments, uh, there's also a good Arlo video that I recommend where he talks about like how it makes sense from a company perspective and from a branding perspective to release Virtual Console because you have all these new kids buying a Nintendo Switch. Most of them haven't even heard of the retro lineup. Offering something like a Virtual Console would make a lot more fans uh, in general and would just be a great overall business move because, again, you'd make a lot of money and people tend to like virtual console type services. So these two videos, these two ideas, a lot of opinions online have all been kind of going around in my head for a while. And to the point where I'm, where I'm left wondering like, hmm, do I really want virtual console on the Nintendo Switch or would I be okay without it? And obviously like I've been managing, right? Like the Switch has been out for two years now and I got it about a year in. So I've really only had it for about a year or so. And uh, the new Switch games I've been okay with. Uh, a lot of Nintendo's best quality stuff. Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Smash Brothers. There's so many good Switch games, honestly, that are coming out now. Like, I've had a lot to play on the Nintendo Switch. Um, and I've even, like, bought a couple of games digitally. Sonic Mania, Puyo Puyo Tetris, you can get digitally. There's a lot. Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, right? There's a lot of good stuff digitally as well uh, that, I'll, that I'll never run out of stuff to play at this point. That could have been an argument when the Switch was new, but not anymore, right? There's so much shit to play. So many games that I'm even missing on. Like Fire Emblem, right? I, I just don't have time for. <laughs> and imagine, right, if I had a virtual console, would I even give Fire Emblem a try? I don't know. I probably wouldn't. But on the other hand, there's the other side of me who's like, I'm a retro collector. I like retro games. I play a lot of retro games. And I also do spend a good portion of my Switch time playing the NES and Super Nintendo Online. And every time I play those services, the thought does cross my head, man, wouldn't these be so much better if we had more games to play? Because Nintendo updates these things so slowly that it took a year for Super Nintendo games to come out. And we've just had NES games for a year, and that's miserable. And then they were updating it with games that weren't good. They were starting to lack on the quality department. And it's just like, man, wouldn't it be awesome if we just had like a virtual console where I could just have access to all these or even better, like have N64 online, Game Boy online, GameCube online. I mean, around the time the Wii U was coming out, we were even getting digital Wii games. You could buy digital Wii games uh, for like half the price, right? That was a huge deal. 3DS had a Game Boy Advance games on there for the first time. DS games were even being emulated on the Wii U, right? Like, we have the technology to do this up to the Wii. And since most Wii U games are coming out on the Switch, and Switch games are meant for the Switch, obviously, the idea of if a virtual console ever came out, potentially the Switch could be your all-in-one Nintendo system. Because it would cover NES, SNES, N64, GameCube, Wii, and all the portables, and they could realistically do it and make the most money they've ever done it with like that would be an ingenious idea how come nintendo isn't doing it and i don't know if i necessarily buy the 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 whole indie game argument 
right? Wouldn't indie games still sell well regardless, right? They wouldn't be as big, but they would still sell well. They would still make back their money. I mean, they're independent for a reason, right? They're not expecting AAA sales. It's nice to get more money, but I don't think a, a virtual console would inherently cut into that. I, I also wonder if it's just kind of a, a, if Nintendo's trying to play the long game here and be like, well, how long can we not give people retro game stuff, right? How long can we wait on N64 or Game Boy or etc.? Uh, and hey, even, even now, there are certain developers that are just putting their retro games and collections on the Switch anyway. Why would Nintendo go through the issue of adding the Mega Man games to NES Online when Capcom is just going to make their collections available physically on the Switch, even Mega Man X? Uh, Konami has been doing this a lot recently with both uh, Castlevania and Contra. There are now two collections of all those retro games you can just buy straight up. Games that used to just kind of live and die on, on a virtual console type service. Uh, the retro game community grew so much during that period of time when the virtual console was just sort of new and innovative that like the retro game audience is just going to straight up buy these games and collections now. Because they've grown so much. There's such a market for retro game stuff. I see it all the time uh, with, like, reproductions of the old Xbox Duke controller. <laughs> or, or Xbox having backwards compatibility to the 360 and original Xbox games that you can also play in, like, 4K. Which is insane. I'm not much of an Xbox guy, but I gotta say, like, Game Pass and their attention to backwards compatibility probably make it the best way to... Uh, include backwards compatibility and play a lot of digital games they're doing a better job at their legacy content than nintendo is and xbox doesn't even have that good of legacy content in my opinion they only have two generations of systems if nintendo did something similar with their backwards compatibility or with game pass can you imagine can you imagine how insane that would be nintendo with the amount of legacy content they have could legit dead ass make their own netflix where all they have is nintendo games similar to disney plus and would make bank. And that's essentially what they have with NES and SNES Online, only, like, there's not enough things on there. But they're taking their time with it. So, I don't know. Here's I think this is where, where I'm at, personally. I don't care whether the moniker of Virtual Console continues to be around, right? I don't care, in, necessarily, if we don't get Virtual Console anymore. I'm okay with that. I think my ship has sailed on that. I think Virtual Console has been getting steadily worse since the Wii. The Wii U's wasn't even that good. Why would I even expect the Switch one to be good if they even did it? I think the future for them is in these services like NES and SNES Online and could potentially even turn it into a Game Pass type scenario. I think that's their future for legacy content. You know, outside of, right, like the NES Classic, the SNES Classic or game collections type stuff. If they want to do that, that's cool too. I'll totally buy like a 3D Mario collection if you're listening to Nintendo. That's totally cool. Um, but I think that's their future of doing it. I don't necessarily need to see the virtual console again in its old Wii and Wii U form. I'm okay with that not coming back. I will say that I do wish... The NES and SNES Online were better. That's ultimately where my issue is. It's okay if Virtual Console dies and we never see Virtual Console again, but there has to be a suitable replacement for that. There has to be another way to experience these retro games. And they've done a great job of supporting the NES and SNES and, heck, even the Game Boy stuff. 
but some of these older systems, like N64 and GameCube, it's just impossible to play some of these games anymore unless you have original hardware. Like, outside of, like, what, the Wii and Wii U Virtual Console, uh, there's nowhere to play N64 games other than on an emulator or on original hardware. And clearly, Nintendo's not a big fan of other people using emulators, but when you don't give people the option, that shit's just gonna happen, Nintendo. If you're not going to give people the option to experience the vast majority of your legacy content, you should not be surprised when, uh-oh, people start pirating and emulating that stuff anyway. And pirating and emulation is always going to be a thing, even if you do supply the correct options. But you can definitely lessen that effect by actually offering a proper uh, way to play these retro games. So having things and really being attentive to detail and being like, yo, we need to put in effort to have N64 games playable on a on, on the Switch and GameCube and Wii. And really going that extra mile will not only build like good gratitude and goodwill in your community, but again, like kind of like the Arlo video said, like it's gonna reintroduce a huge audience to all these older games and potentially even drum up enough interest for some of these franchises to come back. Guarantee you F-Zero would not be a niche franchise if Nintendo offered a way for you to play most of the games. There hasn't been an F-Zero game since the GameCube, guys. And you're wondering why there isn't an audience for it? Because you haven't offered. <laughs> you haven't even given the audience a chance to play it. And that's that goes for other niche series too. Earthbound, uh, Star Fox, WarioWare, all of those could easily make a killing being as niche games as they are, if they actually had a digital home rather than waiting for them to slowly update. I don't care if we don't have virtual console anymore. I really don't. They can kill it if they want to. I understand that the subscription model is a better model inherently than having to rebuy the same games over and over again, but you have to make it worth the while. And I get Nintendo's argument, too, of being like, well, the, the, the reason that you have any of these NES and SNES games is for the online. They're a bonus. We don't have to offer it because you're mainly paying for online anyway. This is just a cherry on top. And they have a point there, right? I get it. But number one, the online hadn't been all that great for a couple of games. And secondly, a lot of people do get the online just to play these retro games again. And it would be nice if you also catered to that market as well. So that's where I'm at. I'm okay with Virtual Console not being on Switch. I'm okay with it dying. I even somewhat get the argument that it creates a space for indie games to flourish and for digital games to flourish and thrive when you don't have an incentive to buy a shit ton of retro games on virtual console. I agree with that. But there needs to be a replacement. There needs to be a way to play these games, whether it's through collections, classic edition systems, subscription services, whatever. The point is, the selection isn't there and needs to be updated. Not only for the future of these games, but to help Nintendo, I think, in the long run as well. That's what I think about this virtual console stuff. Let me know what your thoughts are somewhere on the internet. If you agree with me, if you would disagree with me, let me know. I had a fun time recording this. I didn't expect it to go as long as it did. Uh, but who knows? I guess I'm that passionate about virtual console, guys. Who would have thought? That's crazy. Check out the description below to all the links and all the projects that I'm involved in. And click on them links and talk to me on Twitter or the Discord or my YouTube channel 
wherever you want to be. And hey, if you want to donate to the podcast, you can hit that little support button on Anchor, and that incentivizes me to make more episodes. Who would have thought? You don't have to do it, but you can. Shout out to Jay the Zoomster for donating a dollar. Really appreciate that. Quite the bro indeed. Uh, But that'll be it for me, everybody. I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and I'm signing off. Bye-bye.